Why, hello everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, my name is Mark Davis Salah. This is Ryan Jans. Um, we are self isolating, I think, or self social isolating uh, today. Actually, I guess we always do these, uh, these week, weekday ones uh, at our separate locales anyway. So, uh, hope everyone's doing well. How you doing, Ryan? And healthy. Hope you're doing all, all well and healthy. I'm doing quite good uh, despite having, uh, having a hospital on my client roster. So uh, that's also why I don't look exactly like my uh, my picture that you've so so what well, like caricature that you've done so well. Indeed, uh, I had to shave because we, <laughs> I needed uh, personal protective uh, equipment. I needed to wear a respirator, so uh, I can't have a beard, oh, the, and the beard doesn't count. I made that joke in front of an occupational health and safety person, and they were not amused. Yes, indeed. So, so, so you're, <laughs> so you're, you're at least for a little while you're supporting the occasional baby face. As you often do. <laughs> but I'm sure you'll catch up yeah. soon. No, oh, it won't take long. Probably a couple of weeks and it'll be back. And yeah. now that, we're, that uh, I've, we've officially pulled out for legitimate safety reasons, which neither the hospital or my employer actually had problems with, uh, we'll be more more uh, liberty to, to have, uh, have facial hair. So yeah. that's fine. For sure. I, I have a little bit because I'm lazy. Um <laughs> <laughs> Because it didn't want to show. Um, anyhow, um, yeah, I think I was at uh, the St. Boniface Hospital uh, today to pick up something um, just for a family member. And it looks like there were massive security on the front door. They wouldn't even let me in. So I had to actually phone up and get them to bring down. It was just a, a charger that was left behind. But uh, that was kind of an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was actually one of the – that was probably the last, um, sort of the last nail in the coffin for us we kind of approached the hospital and said, listen, if you're going to go to that extreme security and lockdown, um, we're just going to get in your way and we could easily defer the work that we're doing to next month or even next quarter. And I don't think anybody's really going to be upset. I don't think the AHJ uh, is going to be mad that you decided not to get your fire alarm tested while there was a pandemic outbreak that I think they'll be a little forgiving for that. Just, just me. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe someone wants to be a stickler. Yeah, maybe. So, um, well, apparently, um, don't we're talking. And about don't worry, that. if they are, we will talk about that. Indeed. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was seemingly that in the U.S. Uh, they're going to go ahead. Uh, the the Democrats. Um, I don't know if you'd you'd heard this, but they went ahead with the the uh, Tuesday voting for the primary, uh, and they were encouraging people to go out and vote. Um, and to do so, um, they had actually closed down. Um, some polling stations. They had half the polling stations they had originally planned, um, and which, which is kind of crazy because there will be more people going to fewer polling stations, making them closer, making them worse. Um, yeah, it seems like they just want to get these people these people sick. And when I when I heard that, when I said to my wife that I thought that how is how are the Democrats better than Trump? Because this is um, really they kind of they want. They're making it more likely for people to get sick, and if yeah. someone does die, then surely would they not be guilty of of um, a manslaughter at that point? They're setting setting that where it's worse, uh, where they're more likely to get it, rather than um, mail uh, the, the mail in ballots or whatever. Yeah, or even switching to secure online ballots, like is that yeah. is also an option? Um, yeah, I I really don't know what to say. Um, 
a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, we got to get Biden or, or Bernie Sanders in. And the truth is that when you, when you measure policies that either Biden or um, Sanders are going to put in, yeah, a lot of them are actually better and are moving, could move the United States into a place that actually is sort of equal to what the world stage is. But the problem is that both Bernie Sanders and uh, Joe Biden are career politicians. And career politicians are the ones that you have to watch like a hawk. And you think about all the terrible things. It's easy. We, we can pick on Trump administration. Like I pick on the Nixon administration or the Johnson administration, all these different places that are just like, oh, that's so blatantly bad. But you can easily go through the Democrats and pick out and say, well, that wasn't good, and that wasn't good, and that wasn't good. Uh, it's kind of, and, and I think they're the worst at promising and not delivering. They're worse than, say, a guy like Trump where he says, hey, I'm going to go do this, and it's outlandish and stupid, and he goes and does it, right? We're going to build a wall, and well, it's like a piece of tin held up by a two-by-four, but it can't argue with the fact that he said, hey, I'm going to build a wall, and he built it, how effective it's going to be, I don't know, yeah. but probably next to zero. It was probably better to not even have the wall. Yeah, well, a, wall but, is a, a wall is only good if you've got an army defending it. It's as good yeah, as the army. And they're only really effective with lethal force. Anyhow, topic for another time. We, we had yep, tend to talk about that. Yeah, uh, that we can easily <laughs> write down. So uh, one thing that I want to, before, obviously we've been, coronavirus is not just a local topic here, uh, worldwide, worldwide problem right now. There's a lot of misinformation that goes out on the uh, on the web. I say uh, I'm saying this because last night I encountered a post that if you looked at it, probably at a casual glass, you're like, oh, well, that, that looks really like informed and it looks like an interesting opinion. But as soon as you kind of scrape the paint off it, it looks really nice and scientific. And it's, basically what it was saying is it was charting out all the pandemics throughout history and showing how many people they killed. And so they're trying to com compare the COVID-19 outbreak now to, say, the Black Death in Europe in the 12th century. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's what I, I kind of chuckled to myself. Yeah. And so I I generally try not to post a comment, but it's a it's a site that I followed for a number of years. Yeah. So I was like, guys, you know, you dropped the ball on this one. Yeah. You can't make that kind of comparison because the 12th yeah. century Europe – didn't have the same kind of technology. They didn't have the same sanitation practices. They didn't have the same kind of um, social practices and etiquette and hygiene practices. And the Black Death is a completely different type of virus than COVID-19. They're not even the same type of family. I mean, you could argue that influenza and COVID-19 are very related because they are. They share some of the symptoms. But like when the Black Death was going on, you walked outside, you caught it, right? Well, we're almost at the point now where if you walk outside and being in contact with somebody who's been in contact with somebody who, who has it, you could get it. Now you're going to quarantine at home. You're going to be miserable for two weeks, but because you're getting over a, a really intense cold. And if you have a compromised immune system, you are at high risk. Or if you're, uh, if you're a senior or uh, anybody who has compromised immune stuff due to any kind of complications, you're, you're in trouble. But the problem is that, the re and the reason they call it a pandemic is it just spreads so fast and it's, right. it lives on surfaces for like nine or 10 days, like two weeks. So if you sneezed on your counter at the beginning of your uh, self-isolation and didn't 
treat that counter and wipe it down and then you touched it on day 14 of your isolation, there's a good chance you just reinfected yourself. Yeah. Well, so, I think just, uh, um, I just I just actually got some a little bit of the details. There's no way of knowing just how long the virus will stay on the surface. Um, but the, uh, the yeah, estimate, they estimate about nine to ten days. Oh, I, I was hearing uh, four four hours to twenty four hours. Yeah. So, uh, but um, they don't really the, know because the data is just not there yet. Right. Uh, they estimated that it could, based on its profile and, and sort of its family, they some of the places that I've worked have, are under working on the assumption that it survives outside the body for much longer than 20, right. 24 to or four to 24 hours. They're assuming that it's uh, like a, a, a two day or a 10 day run yeah. that, so they're just not taking any precautions yeah. or they're, t- they're taking all the precautions, not taking any risk. Um, and okay. So this was kind of a meandering point. The, the point I'm saying is we just want to make sure that we want to fact check and check our sources and see what they're actually saying. And this actually also applies to to a lot of the normal topics that we do. We talk about lots of stuff, like, and we're always upfront about our resources. And we try and check our resources, and if the resource doesn't measure up, we don't use it. Uh, so check your sources, fact check as best you can. And mm-hmm. the second thing is pick your battles. Um, we do a, a podcast, and so we're we know we're gonna eventually say something that's gonna make someone mad, and they're gonna yell at us in the comments or send us a nasty email or something, <laughs> whatever. Right. That's, that's our choice about doing that. But if there's anything that could stress you out more is trying to argue with someone who's just arguing for the sake of argument. So, you know what I had, a I made that comment on the site. I got like 20 responses. Three of them were people who were like con- solidly convinced that it was like blown out of proportion and that yeah. nobody was like, it was all just fake. I was like, okay, like 50,000 people are dead. Go tell that to the, go let, tell it to their families, please. Uh, but people like that just can't be convinced. So you just try yeah. to explain nicely. And then after that, I, I just don't even bother. Right. If you're yeah. just going to argue with me for the sake of argument, well, forget yeah. it. Okay. So so, just want to just uh, interrupt you there, a uh, quick call out. Uh, uh, Winnipeg Trini Man on Facebook. I know who that is, but uh, I don't know if I should say his name because he would have used his real name. Um, <laughs> and uh, Catherine McGoey. Trinity Man. Yeah, Trini. What, yeah. it, oh, Trini. Uh, I'm Trini from Sorry. Trinidad, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I know who that is. I'll tell you offline. But, uh, I, um, yeah, no he, problem. He let us know in the in the comments there if he's okay with me saying his first name. But uh, And Catherine McGoey in the um in the uk she's joined us and anyway just want to say that's uh, doing in the uk why is she all the way over in the uk because <laughs> that's where she lives uh, <laughs> yes. i didn't even know she moved over there no 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 uh, we wrongly put her in in ireland i believe oh okay yeah anyway um <laughs> We're, we're stopping now anyway. And let the nasty comments well, yeah. come in. Yes, yeah, so Catherine. Hi, Catherine. She'll be nice to us. Yeah. Catherine. <laughs> Hi, Catherine. It's, I can't see you, but you can probably see me. It's <laughs> nice to see you. Or nice yep. for you to see Yep, me. he's given us permission. Uh, that's Shalim on YouTube. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. Excellent. We go. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. So she just, but just, she just put a post there. Uh, uh, she lives in Fleetwood, England. Which is from northern, originally from Omar, Northern Ireland. So UK right. to UK, right? At least for a little while until um, I, I guess there's a, um, a movement for the uh, Northern Islands to join the Republic. But I don't know how uh, 
if that's ever going to happen, but we'll, we never know. Well, we can uh, do a whole show on two guys. I'm doing a lot politics. of research on that one before I touch that one publicly, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be careful. Yeah. Uh, let's be careful with that one. Yeah, for sure. Because that conflict got really escalated really fast and they yeah. have guns. <laughs> yeah, we've got, um, okay, so just uh, stick with the virus just for a, a, a sec, just a little bit longer. Um, yeah, there's some of the solutions. I mean, we got, we, I think the government of Canada and uh, the province are acting, the province of Manitoba are acting reasonably well. No, no real, uh, no real complaints. Um, I think that, that, that we haven't really experienced this before. I think that they seem to be in the right direction. Uh, the only, the only problem is, is that, um, the conservatives, uh, conservatives of the small C as well as the big C, uh, the neoliberals that want to cut services to save costs and all that stuff. Um, particularly as I said in Manitoba, where they've actually killed our, um, that's not, probably not a good choice of word there, but, uh, the emergency rooms <laughs> went down from five to two, I think it is. Um, anyway, significant, regardless of what the numbers are, massive, completely cut the emergency rooms. Um, they cut, they've cut staff, they cut senior staff. Uh, there's not enough funding for, um, you know, like things like physiotherapy have been cut, uh, help for elderly people have been cut down. Uh, it is really is, uh, I mean, kind of a, a nasty situation that to start with, only now we're going to be seeing it. It's even worse now that we are having to have armed guards at hospitals just to try and, um, manage that. But, um, even though they've given themselves that nasty, uh, um, They've laid out the field in that way. They're, they're handling it well with what they've given themselves, I should say. So I don't really, I don't really yeah. want to harp on or harper on the government too long. <laughs> um, now, one point I did want to say is that uh, some there is talk about UBI being handed out in the U in the US, and uh, so it's like a, um, a handout for working people. And I've got lots of thoughts on that. I think that's a show ball by itself. We can kind of talk about that. Um, yeah, we could probably just glaze over that real quick. Yeah, um, and, and that's fine. I mean, as, as a short-term solution, it, it, yeah. it's definitely how any money that you want to send my way, it will help. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, and actually, it's interesting because um, this actually f- feeds in. So I, I've mentioned numerous times that I'm, I'm I work for a large international company that does fire alarm sales and services. It's not carry on, is it? It's on your shut there. So Karen? Oh no! <laughs> no, 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 that's no, that's that's just my. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, that's just my favorite. favorite oh, Carbon, okay. I'm that. <laughs> that I bought from Costco. That has nothing to do with my. No, no, I, I have to. I'm also under a, a media clause. I, I, I have to be careful what I say about my yeah. company. Yeah. Uh, but I will, and I've openly criticized this. I've m- mentioned this to my manager and ops manager and every manager that I can fool. <laughs> listen to me. The company that I work for. Uh, basically said to us, we're not there. There was a a um, a threat. They were sort of not a threat, but they were sort of toying with the idea of shutting down operations for about two weeks, which is okay. Two weeks lost revenue. I can understand that could be a painful, but that also means that nobody nobody's going to be infected on because they said, hey, go to this building, and now I can't I can't get infected if that place is 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 a zone. Then. About a day later, they came out with the official, and they're like, "No, we're going to continue operations. We're going to send the office staff home. Half, we're going to divide into two teams. Half of them will stay at the office. Half of them will stay at work from home, and then they'll switch. And that will 
reduce their chance of getting infection, which is kind of silly. And then th- for field personnel, it's business as usual. And it wasn't until a week later, like today, that they released a list of places that were definitely not supposed to go. It's like I've been working in one of those places for a week already. So it just, it, it boggled my mind. And then the, that part was already frustrating. But then the, the part that was even more frustrating was we're not going to offer you any kind of sick leave. Anytime you take off, you have to apply for EI or you have to um, use up your vacation time. And that was, that's where the outrage came. And it's like, really? You guys are going to keep us in the field, keep us working because you're afraid to lose money, uh, potential in- income loss because of this. And you don't even have the common decency to say, hey, we, we're, we're ordering you to a place where we think that you could get sick. And if you get sick, it's your fault. Like, so then I just exercise my right to refuse unsafe work and just leave the job site. And yep. then we can have a big meeting about it and you can ask me why. So I really don't understand why they just wouldn't pull the plug. Cause that's all we're going to do anyways. Yeah, <laughs> just to seen, uh, the right okay. to work. And then it's going to cost you anyways. Cause now I'm at work billing you for my time, right? For my yep. hourly wages. I'm basically billing them for my time. So you're going to have my, my salary plus whatever, expense it is to run my van to go from site A to site B just to have me say, no, I'm rejecting it because of legitimate safety concerns, Yeah, which um, is a big cost. Anyways, you might as well just paid me to stay at home. Yeah. Um, so Schleim has a, um, an update. Uh, he says in the, in the next few days, Italy will likely overtake China as number one in the world for coronavirus deaths. Now it's worth, <laughs> now it's worth it to, uh, just to point out that, um, it's, Particularly bad in Italy, and uh, is that we're not what we're not hearing is um, well, China built I think um, hospitals like um, a dozen hospitals in like two or three days or five days. Now they 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 responded um, um, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, everything was piled in, um, which is why it hasn't gone as bad as it could have been um, in China. Mm-hmm. Um, but Italy, there apparently. Um, we're hearing, yes, there are high death rates there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but we ought to take into account as well that uh, there are a lot of people, that it's, it's an older population, so they're, they're proportionally more older people there than in other countries. They have um, a larger amount of people that smoke and have, have uh, potential lung issues, and their overall lifestyle is not that great. So they're getting hit hard. Um, and so there's a, there, it was in the north of north part of northern Italy has a lot of air pollution. Uh, there was like a couple of cities that are just like perfect. They're kind of like Los Angeles where they're like in valleys. Yep. And so like the smog is just there and that just, that just tears through. Right. So you might as well have just said, okay, kill me. Yep. Kill so, me virus. So. Yeah. So we, so anyway, I, I started talking about uh, the, uh, um, so, uh, there's some, t- some tax cuts and some, um, uh, Justin Trudeau is going to be um, handing out uh, yeah, some tax cuts, uh, child benefits. They're um, um, going to be raising some of the ch- child tax benefits, so that kind of thing. All of course helps. I mean, every little bit does help. But the one yep. that really kills me is I just saw a headline. I don't know any, any details on this. I just saw a headline before we uh, we went live. Um, Boeing wants a bailout of $60 billion US. 
They're like, you know, these people, um, don't forget, they released, the, was it the 737 Max? Yeah. Two of them crashed, killing over 700 people. Problem. Why are they still in business? And they want to, to, for people to, for the people, to, this is going to be taxes, to bar, to bail them out. Yeah. Oh. Well, and then one has to ask, also ask, Boeing is, is also like, they're trans-Pacific, they're trans-Atlantic, yep. they're worldwide, their planes can fly around the world. Do they not bear some responsibility for for bringing viruses abroad, right? Yep. They're just going to say that, hey, we're just the vessel. It's like, well, but did you sanitize the vessel? Did you... Did you mm-hmm. provide? Would, did you make it mandatory that before anyone gets on the plane, this, the uh, flight attendant is watching them sanitize their hands with hand yeah. sanitizer, doing proper, you know, like all the stuff that you're supposed to do? Did you uh, do you have like an antibacterial spray that you spray down the seats? Did you isolate? Yeah. Do you have a section of the plane that you can just isolate sick people with? Right, like which which isn't going to help much as the re, the air is generally kind of recycled, right? Because it pumps around. Yeah, exactly. So, around. are you installing things like HEPA filters in, in your air? Like, uh, and really, I mean, if if you're in a plane and you've literally got two centimeters, if you're lucky, of gap between your knees and the seat in front, uh, yeah, you're six feet away from about nine other people, right? Yeah, right. Within that six feet radius, because you're supposed to be six feet away. Um, so, yeah, plane travel. Bad idea. I mean, travel yeah. if you have to, right? Um, so Shalim uh, points out that things got out of control in Italy partly because they didn't do the social distancing thing early enough, which is interesting. I yeah. hadn't heard that, but thanks for that, Shalim. But that does make a lot of sense as well. Yeah. And uh, Catherine says, all UK and Northern Ireland pubs, hotels have been closed due to the virus. Um, and that goes, obviously affects everybody in the music business, which is um, keen for, for us and our uh, Good bit of information for us and our other shows, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, events have been cancelled. So, um. yeah, and uh, I, I, this actually was gonna this is gonna dovetail nicely into what. Um, so, our first sort of topic oh. we've obviously discussed the virus. <laughs> okay, here we go. I just, wanna, I just want to jump really? in. Uh, just want to jump in for some clarification. Actually, um, uh, blaming Boeing is misplaced for the spread of the virus. It would be. The airlines, we were, we were, we were right. You're right to point us out on that, Shane. We did mix up the airlines with the um, airplane manufacturers. Well, fair enough. Um, but Ryan's points still stand for the airlines. Yeah, I, I, I still feel like, <laughs> I still feel like there's more that a, a manufacturer of inter of intercontinental uh, travel could do. But Shalim, that's that's a discussion that we'll we'll go for. Well. We can't go for a beer. I think we'll go for a while. Yeah. Over a pint, but we can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's not going to be long before all of our uh, pubs and restaurants are closed. Uh, Bar Italia, I noticed, was closed, and a whole lot of restaurants, yeah. uh, cafes, no, are closed. No, no, I that's today. pretty. That's we're we're in the same boat that uh, Catherine over in uh, in Ireland is saying. England, we're, we're closing down everything. She's in England. Uh, England, sorry. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> Catherine, I'm going to get it right one day. Whatever, sorry. Thanks for being a good fan <laughs> with my garbage. Um, but yeah, we're uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, edit, we'll edit that out in post. <laughs> no, we'll leave it in. 
<laughs> we can break up this serious and serious talk here. Um, no, no, we're we're in the same boat, and yeah, a lot of uh, musician friends have done uh, Facebook concerts or online concerts, yeah, which is fine. Um, that's one way to do it. Um, viruses not only just bring out um, viruses; it doesn't not only just economically, like from the business perspective. Uh, like things shutting down, but it really just does expose a lot more about policies that you wouldn't really think. But we talked about this on um, back in our, our um, minimum wage episode, we kind of touched on this or something similar to this, where um, if you work a job for, that's like $20 an hour, but it's only like 20 hours a week, you're technically considered to be part-time and they don't have to pay you all your your uh, things like EI benefits and uh, you're considered casual. They don't have to pay you severance. There's all these little loopholes that they can do. So yes, we'll pay you $20 an hour. We're only going to make you work 20 hours a week, which is really just the equivalent of a minimum wage job anyways. Yeah. Right. And then event this happens and people are hurting for money and potentially sick and just stressed out over everything else. And, uh, or was it uh, True North decided that they're they? This has been changed, by the way. So, so don't throw don't throw your uh, throw stuff at your TV screen or computer screen or however you're watching this. Uh, they were not going to pay their workers, all their part time workers. They're just like, hey, we got like a bunch of events canceled. We're not going to pay you. And then, like, freaked out. And then, uh, it eventually, I think it got picked up by CBC or CTV or one mm-hmm. of the local stations and then all of a sudden they're really tucked tail and they're like oh i guess we should pay you something <laughs> well people don't need so money. yeah uh, and and we're talking about like this is a they own the jets like an nhl franchise that's not a cheap thing you have money you have, you know like you constantly raise season ticket price holders like people are selling their season tickets because we can't afford them it can't go up five percent when inflation only goes up three and then uh, wages only go up half a percent. Right. Nobody can afford to continue doing these things. So uh, it really, viruses don't just show, expose like fear and that sort of esoteric and sort of existential fear of like life and death kind of thing. It shows like the real, it has a way of just kind of stripping down, oh, big multinational corporation will make you work and allow you to refuse the work, but we won't let you sit at home and be safe. Uh, multi, uh, multi-million dollar NHL franchise holding company, part-time workers, screw you. We don't, we don't want to pay you. Right. So it kind of yeah. just shows the, it really takes the pain off in a way that is, you know, it's almost like they're just hoping, Oh, I hope nobody really notices just how greedy we're being about this. Yeah. Okay, so um, Shashleen has a couple of uh, couple of points here. Uh, so flattening the curve is the best idea. Um, that can have a real impact on lives. Now, what that means is um, the so the, the the curve being the the rate that people are um, are getting infected. So the the curve would go up and, and peak when people when the, the the most people have got the um, uh, have got the virus, and then it'll come back down again. I'm, I'm, make sure I'm doing this right. <laughs> I yeah, think, we'll I, I think we're, down, we're all familiar with the, well, the, with idea, the that's been yeah, in the news. Yeah, the idea recently. is to stretch that out so it's over a, a longer period of time so resources can go further. Um, yeah, 
Um, and I'm surprised I remembered that actually. Well, and, and the other the other big thing about it is that um, the higher the higher the concentration of people that have it, the greater chance it's going to mutate into something that could even be more. Like right now, for not, most of your population, COVID nineteen is a real big irritation. It it transmits quick. You'll get sick if you're a healthy, normal individual who doesn't smoke and doesn't live in a polluted area. You're probably going to get sick. You'll probably you're most likely to recover. But the higher the amount of people that you have with it the more likely it's going to mutate and then it could become even something more deadly right then it could just be more then it could be like that you know it could certainly yeah. start to become more like the plague where it's like if you catch it you're probably going to die yeah. so yeah no guarantees probably that curve is probably better yeah. is, is the best is, yeah. is, is the best way to do and it. Now, actually the flat of the curve in manitoba the better too because the resources are really slim pickings <laughs> um Shalim did ask, a, ask us a question. Uh, what's your best guess? Will the Tokyo Olympics be cancelled? Uh, runs from July 24th to August 9th. I suspect it probably won't, but I, I don't really, I'm not really sure. It really depends on the, uh, the panic. They've already spent tons and tons of money on this, so uh, they would re really be fighting that to cancel it, I suspect. But um, I'd, I'd say it's too early to tell, but if things continue to go the way they were, like, Italy is like losing people left, right, and center. If we get another nation that's like that, uh, now again, it becomes one of those things where it's like, okay, so COVID nineteen in Winnipeg, not a problem, manageable. Uh, but we have a lot of Italian people who have immigrated from there, and if they give the all clear and they pick up COVID nineteen over there, it could be mutated. It could be more like COVID twenty one or something like that, right? That uh, now is much more serious and much more virulent and much more severe. So it's really much more, um, it's really too early to tell. Yeah, if no, we get another nation states that are shutting down because of mass, mass casualties, uh, it could, that, that, that really, it's, I think it's too early to tell. Yeah. My gut feeling, uh, I think they're going to cancel them and just do them next year. Right. And now there's another, there's another factor as well. Um, I think it was the N1, the N1. Nine one, whatever it was, the last, the last one. H one N one. H one N one. Yeah, where, where yeah. it was. Yeah, that's right. The swine flu. We'll call it that because I can say that. Um, <laughs> uh, what happened with that? And this is the kind of normal is that you'll get the initial outbreak, it'll yep. get under control. And what happened with that one? It, it broke in the winter, and then it was nice a lull over the summer, and then it hit hard again in the, the following winter. Yeah. So there's a good chance that if everything looks good yeah. and it goes ahead, that could spread. Um, a, a mutated version or another um or another or a more resilient version um and it could be even worse if uh, yeah that'll be everywhere right It'll, uh, the entire right. world will have will have it the other side of the coin though is the more it mutates and the more unstable the dna chain is inside the the virus uh it's also likely that it could become less severe yeah. right it could just become much more infectious but less uh less severe uh, if it mutates. So there's, there's that out the other way. I just want to balance it up because it's like, I don't want people thinking that we're, we're the prophets and saying it's, oh, it's over. We're all nope. dead. Just saying that, that's, that's what happened before. And, and this is a virus of a similar virus. The chances are that's going to happen again. Uh, hopefully by then, um, because actually, because the, uh, the swine flu was more of a, a, a normal swine flu virus, uh, it, they were able to develop a, a vaccine fairly quickly uh, they're still saying it's a year away so we might not have that vaccine um come next winter or next fall yeah 
it all so depends. It could be, so there could was, be that. Um, so, hey, yeah. so keyboard. There was an article of a Canadian research team in BC that was working on COVID nineteen, and they isolated something for that is a real breakthrough for a vaccine. I'm just looking it up here. Okay. Um, Shalim says True North received about 15 million a year from taxpayers, uh, so no doubt they caved. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, and yeah, and he says, there's a comment, he comments about the Winnipeg Folk Festival July 9th to 12th and the Jazz Festival 11th to 19th of June. Um, and that would be his summer ruin. <laughs> but yeah, again, <laughs> again, um, yeah. that would be one of those places where it could spread. Um, yeah, we'd have to be very careful with that. And here is an interesting uh, question. Um, why do you think there are so few cases in Russia? Surely they have a worse healthcare system than most of Europe. Maybe Putin isn't reporting the truth. Well, I don't think that that's a, a, a fair statement. Maybe Putin isn't uh, reporting the truth. Don't care. Um, or, sorry, don't care. Uh, it's Putin. So he's, he's going to say what he's going to say. They don't have a bad healthcare system. That's just that they're, uh, they're a socially funded healthcare system is as good as anywhere in the world, as I, as I, as I believe. Um, I, um, will be willing to be proven wrong on that. But uh, um, there could be lots of reasons. Um, people are not traveling there right now. Russia's the pariah of the world, right? Because they're being blamed for everything. Um, wrongly for most cases, for most things. Um, maybe that's why. Uh, it could just be reporting. But uh, they do have a decent healthcare system, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it just might be that maybe their population is just a little bit more hardier towards that particular type of virus. It could be. I just worth mentioning that the um, life expectancy in Russia, um, certainly in, at the um, end of the 1990s, was the same as it was in Europe. Um, it's gone down a little bit from what it was in Russia. I'm not sure if, it went, if uh, the rest of Europe has gone down as well, but that has to do with um, the, uh, the fall of the Soviet Union and uh, life life has got worse for everybody since. So they become yeah. more of a capitalist um, nation. But anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, so I'll send you the link to this here, Mark. It's basically a Canadian research team isolates the um, kind of the root virus behind COVID-19. And uh, so that's going to help in diagnostic treatments and, and vaccines. Um <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, uh, maybe vodka inhibits the virus. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's the reason they're living longer. Maybe they all died, but they're all pickled in vodka. Yeah, that's possibly, that's yes. Definitely, uh, yeah. That's a possibility. <laughs> so you may hear a ding here in a sec, Mark. I'm going to send you a. Uh, I'm going to send you the link to that story I was just talking about. You can post it in our comments or work sure, yeah. when we up on the podcast. I don't have Facebook open for that reason. Okay, well, you'll get it when you get it then, so... Okay, well, we had about four different topics we were going to talk about. We this is us just scraping the surface of um, uh, of the uh, coronavirus. This, this is us touching the crashing the surface. We're just going to we're just going to mention it passing. Scraping the top. We exactly what we were going to do. Uh, that was the plan, and as usual, we kind of got into it. Um, so next time we do this, I think we'll probably uh, uh, close it there. I think unless you got anything else you want to touch on, um, but uh, the other topics that we were looking at is. Uh, um, a suggested breakfast program here in uh, Manitoba, um, that which has been uh, shouted down by the Tories, of course. Uh, I want to talk, we want to talk about uh, the, the Manitoba budget um, and the kind of nasty state that's in uh, with the NDP blocking 
uh, in passing, and I don't know if I don't think it has. I, I did double check, and I don't think it's gone through yet. And, no, uh, the ha- and the house is closed for the uh, for the next few weeks. Um, yep, and then um, we can talk about uh, healthcare cuts as well. But um, I think that we'll save that for another show. And I don't know yeah, how, long, how often we're going to do these. We were yeah. talking briefly yesterday, uh, maybe doing this weekly, um, doing it uh, live rather than uh, recording, um, rather than recording and then posting as a, a regular podcast. Uh, but these ones, I think we'll um, uh, we'll still release this as, as a pod, as a as a regular podcast as well. It'll be available on YouTube, of course, and uh, if you're patient enough, you can scroll through Facebook. But uh, good luck finding anything on Facebook. <laughs> So you can actually... Yeah, um, it's pretty bad. Make sure I get the right info here. Oh, that was the wrong uh, That was the wrong transition. Anyhow, that was for the other show. Um, so you can find out uh, links to uh, everything uh, relating our show here. So go to uh, fixingtheworld.ca. We have links to the YouTube channel. Go, go to YouTube, uh, subscribe. All the past shows are there. Past, uh, plus... Um, plus... Um, um, We've got some old, older videos that I did over the few years, uh, a year or so previous as well. So go, go and look. There's some lots of interesting stuff. Um, and uh, I particularly want to hear from you if you disagree with me or if you disagree with us because that, that's kind of the, the uh, conversations I like to have. I don't like uh, someone just saying yes, yes, yes. I like to, to see where, where we're going wrong and if I, uh, I am actually a bit open to uh, being proven wrong. So post a link if uh, I've got some facts wrong, um, and so on. Or if we have, say me. Um, <laughs> well, and it, it does. It, you know, it does happen that uh, Mark and I have caught each other on lots. We've taught each other lots. We've corrected each other this, that, and the other. He's done it to me. I've done it to him. So it does happen between the two of us. We do disagree occasionally, and we do. Um, but we we often we try and do it in the light of like, hey, maybe you should consider this, and not a hey, you dummy kind of kind of thing right so um so yeah and that's that's kind of just ties into what i had sort of original pick your battles and be decent about it no one's gonna listen to you if you're you're if you're just raging so yeah indeed um yeah so we can uh um all the links on fixingtheworld.ca. We'll I'll uh, be adding some show notes if you go there. Just scroll down just a little bit, you'll see all the shows there, and I will be trying to keep that up to date with the show notes with links to um, some of the uh, articles we're referring to. And I think that's probably it for now. I think. Um, uh, any last words? <laughs> Sounds a bit uh, ominous. Uh, any last words? I hope not. I hope that's not my last words. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I think it'll be, I think we've got more than enough material to probably do at least a couple more shows as is the case always when we're, when yep. we're doing these things, we, <laughs> we talk it through minutes before we go online and then all of a sudden we're just like, Oh, that's yep. a good, that's a good. And it doesn't matter what show it is. It's always the same. <laughs> it always takes its own life. Um, so, so actually, Shalim has a couple of questions there. Should the provincial budget be put on hold in light of the economic intervention due to the virus? Uh, um, possibly. I think that the argument uh, is that we will need some money um, available for the uh, for the um, the emergency and everything. But uh, good question. I guess we'll find out uh, how that resolves yeah. anyway. Yeah, and I think I think what we have to do, and this is something that I had said off air to to Mark. At the end of the day, that budget that you've you're trying to table 
is just going to go out the door. Whatever you thought you were going to spend, you're not spending it there anymore. You're spending it here and now. So that budget is really, even if you're trying to ratify it and get it passed as law, it just, it, whatever you were going to spend, even if you had passed it, it's not going to, it doesn't matter. (laughs) We'll we'll talk about the budgets, uh, the current budget anyway. Um, and the whole idea around the budgets, uh, omnibus bill, omnibus bills, and all that other stuff as well, that get under yep. my skin, and that'll be for another show. Um, and yes, uh, we do. Uh, when you send in questions via the website, yeah, we do see them. Um, and of course, Shalim, you can—I uh, think you have a, several ways you can uh, get hold of me if it looks like I haven't seen them. So feel free to. Um, we've got the contact information on the website. You can contact us through YouTube and Facebook as well. So you've got lots of ways to get hold of us. Um, so I think that's it for now. Um, this was actually a lot of fun. It went uh, a lot smoother than I thought. Yeah, not yeah. too bad at all. Okay. all right, a little well, longer, but whatever. That's okay. We're yeah. trying to shoot for 30 minutes, but that was when we were just doing uh, audio podcasts. So yeah. Most uh, this was good to have something a little bigger and better and get to see yeah. our somewhat clean and shaven faces okay so um, i hope that was uh informative oh so yeah we actually learned some things from the comments as well so that was great uh so mm-hmm. i think that um we can consider the virus situation well and truly fixed <laughs> so we fix that um and so we'll find out what we're, we'll uh, send out a bit more uh, notification on the next show uh a bit of advance warning when we're going to do the next one but uh, uh maybe weekly i'm um, not sure what time yet so we're, we're still trying to figure this out so Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, Shalim and Catherine, particularly, uh, who have been uh, active in the comments. And we will see you uh, soon, hopefully, in another week or so. Thanks a lot. Oh, um, you'll, you'll see us both on the Invisible Man show on Saturday at 2 p.m. Central Time. And we've got Tommy. And chances are I will still be. Yes. Like, but see, this, this is a day's growth. Listen to this. Can you hear it? No. Is it crackle? Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll put some sound effects in on post. So you bloody velcro is what it is. We'll have some sound effects <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, so our special guest uh, on Saturday is uh, Tommy Grassley, a uh, rocker from Ontario. I might be, hopefully I got that right. Anyhow, uh, I'll have it all researched and uh, I'll know exactly who I'm talking to <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, we'll catch you well, again. At soon. least 80% of who we're talking oh, yeah. to. <laughs> See you later. He's got